further ado, would you all, I've already introduced Caleb, and some of you have already, already had the joy of sitting with him, especially our men, and would you just one more time welcome Caleb Brown as he comes to minister. Hey, good morning. It's really good to see you guys today. Hey, would you guys grab your Bibles, and if you're physically able, and it doesn't put you in pain, would you join me on your feet? If it hurts you to stand up, just stay seated. You're okay. But if you're physically able and it's easy, please grab your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 17. And as you're turning there, I just want to stop and say thank you to Dr. Dav and Pastor Laura. I call her Mama Dav. I don't know if you guys can get away with that, but I come and go, so she just throws things and I run and it's fine. I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank Pastor Jay and Pastor Jeremy and all the staff, Austin and Aaron and all the team and you guys have created this awesome culture here where the presence of God is welcome. And that's because you guys honor each other. You honor the presence of God. And you guys know this because you're in a good, healthy house that when the Spirit of God is honored and you're in a culture of honor, it is the seedbed. It's the atmosphere of miracles. And so thank you guys for leading well. Thank you for endeavoring and fighting to have a healthy church in a place that honors the presence of God and honors each other. It matters. It's a model in the kingdom. Thank you guys for leading. We love you. Can we just thank and honor the pastors who serve us and love us? We love you guys. Thank you. Acts 17, Acts 17, Acts 17 and we're going to start in verse 27. And this is pretty cool. This is Paul, and he's, in, uh, he's talking to a specific group, and uh, this is like... Um, you know, pop culture references, and he's like talking to these, this philosophical crowd. And there's this moment where he, he, he inserts the word of God and the power of God right into like this, this philosophical pop culture moment. And this is it. And it says, this is Paul talking. He says that they should seek God. Say, seek God. That they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. See, he's being philosophical and cool and trendy. Maybe you can just feel your way to God. Listen to this. Yet he, God, is actually not far from each one of us. God, thank you that you are not far from each one of us. But Caleb, you don't understand what I looked at, what I said, what I did. Listen to this. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. For in him we live and move and have our being. Father, this morning, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we say thank you that you are not far from each, each one of us. It doesn't say some of you. It says each one of us. God, thank you that you are right here, that you are near each one of us. God, thank you that in you we can live and move and have our being. That you're not a Sunday God. You're not a one we feel like it God. You're not a God that if we've done our devotions or checked all the boxes God, but you are an all the time God that in you we can live and move and have our being because you're near to every one of us. So God, this morning, we just take a deep breath and we relax. We let our week go. We let our circumstances go. We let our financial situation and our health diagnoses and the relational strain and the problems of work, God, we just let it go for a moment. And we say, thank you that you are right here, that you're near to me. Thank you that I can live in you and move in you and have my being in you. Thank you that I'm fully loved and accepted in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, smile at somebody. Give them a high five.
Hey, I see some double dippers. What's going on here? <laughs> hey, welcome back. Hey, I want to talk to you this morning for just a few minutes about hearing the voice of God. This is really, really important. I was in, uh, I was in a faith tradition. Uh, it's a cult that said I needed to come and hear the bishop tell me what God was going to say. And if, if, I, if I checked enough boxes and if I did en- enough right things, they would literally give me a temple recommend. I had, they would check and they would say, did you participate in fast and tithing Sundays? They would look at my tithing and then they would give me a certificate that says, if you're good enough, if you checked enough boxes, you can come to the temple and then you'll really be okay with God. And when I escaped this and the Holy Spirit delivered me and I got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, I had to go on a journey. And I had to go on a journey to unlearn all of my funk. And some of us are sitting here today, and whether we know it or not, we've, because of circumstance or because of tradition or because we were under this teaching, we picked up funk. Everybody say funk. This morning, the Holy Spirit wants to set you free of your funk. Come on. The Holy Spirit is very near us. God is near you, and he wants to speak to you. And I wanna, I, I'm here to tell you one really simple thing this morning. And I, this is the punchline. This is everything I'm going to say. And we're going to practice, and you're going to prophesy over somebody in a minute. But this is it. Everybody, if you would just take a deep breath, go, and then say this with me. God speaks to me. No, but Caleb, you don't understand. I'm addicted to this, and I did that, and I was part of this thing, and, and you don't understand my stuff. I barely dragged in here sideways this morning, and you don't know about my thing. I'm telling you, God speaks to you, especially when you're addicted, especially when you dragged in here sideways, especially in your funk. God wants to speak to you. Amen? Come on. God isn't angry at you. God is not angry at you, and he's not putting you in the penalty box and waiting for you to be good enough to speak to you. God is with you right now, and he is speaking today. Now, we talked to the men about capacity, and some of us were so clogged up that we didn't realize we could hear from God, which is why we just let go of our week. We just let go of all of our funk, and we said, hey, just for a few minutes, I'm going to set that aside, and I'm going to position myself to hear from the Holy Spirit. See, I went to Bible college uh, when I was young, and it was the, this was 20 years ago, and uh, I'm still young. Thank you, Jesus. Hanging on to it. My wife is working on me. She's got me working on my health, and she's making me get out and waddle around in my neighborhood and exercise, and she's trying to keep me alive, right? But I was younger, and this was right on the front end of deconstruction, and deconstruction is this weird, funky thing that is supposedly in vogue. It's not in vogue. It's the same doctrine of demons that's been plaguing the church since the, the start of time, and, the, and deconstruction's this. Hey, I'm going to just kind of check into the Bible and the principles of God, and if my belly button feels okay, and if my feet feel fine. My emotions, if my coffee was good enough, I guess I'll just kind of see what I think about this whole idea of redemption or sanctification or justification or through the Holy Spirit being poured out. And it's weird, funky nonsense. Caleb, you sound angry. I'm kind of angry, actually. I'm kind of angry about doctrines of demons invading the church and jacking people's lives up. I've never met somebody going through deconstruction that has a healthy marriage, that has a happy life, that's walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I mostly find like weird, bent out of shape weirdos. Don't be a weirdo. Just smile at somebody and say, don't be a weirdo. Come on. We have the words of life. Come on. God wants to speak to you. He wants to ignite your spirit. He wants you to overflow with rivers of living water. He wants the word of God to flow into you, to change you, to stir up inside of you, and then explode life on people around you. He wants to see you walk in miracles, signs, and wonders. He wants everyone in your circle to experience the abundant life of Jesus Christ through you. 
doesn't happen through sitting around in circles, sniffing each other's feet, talking about philosophy. It happens when you hear the voice of God. Amen? Okay, help me, Jesus. So here I am. We're sitting in Bible college, and all th- this guy comes up, and he's this old missionary, and he starts talking about hearing the voice of God. And he talks about this, this thing that he does where he said, hey, uh, if you want to hear the voice of God, and you want to grow in the voice of God, and you want to grow in the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, you need to practice hearing the voice of God. So everybody's like, yeah, amen. And, you know, half, you know all the smart second-year and third-year students were like, well, maybe. Well, let's see if you properly exegete this first. And in our faces, he looked at us in our arrogance, and he said, I'm going to challenge you guys to practice this. When you wake up in the morning, ask the Holy Spirit what color of socks to wear. Oh, my goodness, you could feel the spirit of scoffing in the room. They, we, we were mocking and we were making fun of him. But I was a brand-new Christian. I, just, I, had, I had dumped the table. I had let go of all my weird, funky stuff, and I, was just, I just wanted to learn. So I was sitting there, and I was like, what do you mean? I was thinking, I'm a poor college student. I only have one color of socks. They're white, and they're all dirty, and they're worn out, like... Why? Why are we asking the Holy Spirit what color of socks? Everybody say frequency. Everybody say vocabulary. And the point he was making is if you start asking God about the little things, about the things that don't seem significant, when it gets to the big things, you're going to recognize his voice. You're going to, man, I frequently, I would have asked the Holy Spirit every single thing I'm going to do. God, how do you want me to go into this conversation? God, how do you want me to deal with this customer? How do you want me to deal with my family member? How do you want me to deal with the person who's making my cup of coffee? Holy Spirit, what's the plan for this person? So I started doing it. And 20 years later, I can tell you this. I overactively hear the voice of God. And it is an absolute discipline, and it's a choice, and anyone can do it. God has no respect for a person. It's not, I mean, there are some people that, like, have the supernatural gift of prophecy. I don't have the gift of prophecy. I have a very deliberately tuned ear to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you can do it too. Because you may not be the most gifted. You may not be the most articulate. You may not be the most anything, but you can be the best listener. That is a choice. You can choose to do that. And it's amazing. And there's, there's a whole set of teaching. You're in a healthy church, and I know you've been taught on this, and I'm already getting lots of nods. You guys already have this. But I, I want to key on one thing. So grab your Bible and turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, 27 and 28 says this. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. It doesn't say my sheep will sometimes hear my voice. It doesn't say my sheep will hear my voice if they're at a conference. It doesn't say my sheep will hear my voice if they've done enough right things. It doesn't say my sheep hear my voice if they're sinless. It says my sheep hear my voice. I was literally coming out of a pornography addiction. I was a brand new believer. I was watching pornography and I heard the voice of God. And it wasn't shame. It wasn't guilt. It wasn't condemnation. I literally heard him say, and that's not for you. This isn't who you are anymore. And I felt this surge of hope. And I went, oh, man. God, the Holy Spirit, showed up while I was watching humans exploit other humans in evil, demonic ways. And he stood there and he goes, he didn't say, man, you're such a pervert. You're so filthy and I hate you. He goes, man, that's not who you are. I saved you for something else, man. Man, I was so filled with, oh, I remember turning it off and I called my brother and I go, bro, I was just watching porn. And he was like, what? And I go, God spoke to me and said he built me for something else. What? Come on. God comes and he speaks to us to change us. And every single time it brings hope, it brings life, and it brings restoration. Come on, I'm telling you, when you commit to hear, when you go, man, I'm a sheep. 
God, I, I want to hear your voice. I'm listening. 100% of the time, in the midst of your sin, in the midst of your anointing, in the midst of you winning, in the midst of you failing, God wants to speak to you, and he is. And I'm telling you, when we tune our voice and we go, hey, frequency and vocabulary, frequency and vocabulary, God, I'm listening. Okay, let's talk vocabulary for a second. My sheep hear my voice. How do you know you're hearing his voice? If you've kicked around church longer than about three weeks, you've heard some funky teachings, right? Some people have come out, and they're like, and the, the the Christianity is just full of doctrines and demons and doctrines of man's man right now. So how do we differentiate? We hide ourselves in the Word of God. Well, dude, I'm not, I'm not a reader. So check this out. About five, six years ago, it's been six years ago, I was listening to a lot of sermons on podcast, and the Holy Spirit said, hey, do you want an upgrade? It's like, whoa, was that me or was that you, Lord? Yeah, I want an upgrade. And I just had the thought, open the Bible app and just play the Bible in the background. I quit sermons and I quit Christian radio six years ago. I have listened to the Bible. Now, this isn't reading it. This is just listening to the Bible over 300 times. I'm like on 316 or something right now, just listening to it in the background. I'm working and the Word of God is just playing. I sleep and I put in one earbud because my wife is like, I wake up because she's like, she starts hearing from God. I'll put in one earbud and I just sleep with the Bible playing in my ear. I've listened to it hundreds of times. Guess what comes out of my mouth in a situation? When I'm praying, guess what happens in my, in my spirit and my soul? The Word of God just goes, poof, poof, poof. I used to be frustrated when people would go, hey, man, I'm praying for you. And remember in this Marvel movie when, like, Captain Super Duper does whatever? And I, I remember being frustrated. Sorry, I don't know who they are. Uh, and, and I'm not picking on you. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, why do you, why do, you do that? And he goes, I so love my people that I'll use whatever they put in to speak to them. It's like, whoa, you're way cooler than I am. But listen, check this out. Check this out. If you don't want to get funky and you don't want to get off track, if you will hide yourself in the Word of God, if you will immerse yourself in the Word of God, what you put in is what will come out. Everybody say vocabulary. If I put Marvel in, he's going to speak to me, and I'm going to understand it through Marvel movies. I don't think he's angry about it. I just think there's a huge upgrade available to the church. Right now, right now in the world, there is gender confusion, there's political divides, there's societal breakdown, we're in the middle of an economic collapse, our, our government's literally in the toilet. Like, it is insane what's happening. Kind of, I love you and smile and be happy with you and say, we are sheep and we hear his voice. We have got to overload ourselves with the word of God, the spirit of God, because what the world needs is they need the word of God. They need the words of life. They need eternal, living, active, powerful word of God flowing out of us. Okay, Caleb, I bet that you work full time on staff and you get paid to pray and preach. I do not. I work in inventory management, which is actually more boring than it just sounded. I get up every morning and I go to warehouses and I deal with people that are like sweaty and angry and stressed out all day long. How can you walk in the spirit when you've got it? Like we literally, we're, we're in the middle of a crazy season. I'm working 18 hours a day, five days a week. Are you telling me that you have time to hear from God? Absolutely. Are you telling me that you hear from God in the middle of your day? Absolutely. Everybody say frequency. Everybody say vocabulary. What you put in is what's going to come out. So John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Check this out. My sheep hear my voice. I know them 
<laughs> you could preach a sermon on each one of these little partial sentences, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Everybody take a deep breath. You are in. You are going to heaven. You won. You literally won the eternal lottery. Like, boom, you're in. Finished. You're going to spend eternity in the presence of God. You're going to know Samuel and Elijah and Moses. You are going to meet God the Father face to face. You're in. <laughs> so why are we still here? Like, why, does it, why don't we get saved and just like, boom, beamed up like that, that Star Wars, Star Trek movie, whatever it is, right? And you're like, boom, just go to heaven. Why? This is it right here. Listen, he says, my sheep hear my voice. Why are you still alive? To hear his voice. To do what? To know him, and he's going to know us. And then what? We're going to follow him. What happens when that happens? He's going to give them eternal life, you and then everybody in your life. <laughs> Come on. And they shall never perish. So this is really, really quick. Uh, I'm going to end within two minutes, and we're going to go to a practice. I need you to prep yourself. This is the prep I'm going to ask you to do. In about three minutes from now, all of you are going to stand up you're going to find somebody you know the least well. And you're going to hear from God for them. Now, here are the ground rules. If you're born again, if you've ever confessed that Jesus is Lord in your life, you can hear from God. And this is, now, there's actually 10 ways. We don't have time to teach them today, but I'm going to tell you really quickly. There are 10 ways that we see God speak through Scripture. Number one is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Number two is through the Bible. Number three is through angels. Number four is through open doors, circumstances. Number five is the audible voice of God. Number six is he leads you with peace. Number seven is through visions and dreams. Number eight is through words of wisdom. Number nine is words of knowledge. Um, and then number 10 is through wise counsel. Today, we're going to key on one thing, which is through the word of God. And this is really, really important that you hear me say this. God will never speak to you anything that doesn't align with the word of God. God will never speak to you anything that doesn't align with the word of God. I was newly married. Uh, a guy walked up to me and he said, I have a prophetic word for you. Uh, you married the wrong person. I was newly saved. I was newly married. I am not as tempered as I am now. Being super sick and aging will slow your roll a little bit. I shoved his arm out of the way. I pushed him back, and I was ready to swing on this guy. Because what he was talking about was violating covenant between us and God. Whether he was right or wrong didn't necessarily matter. But it, it didn't align with the Word of God. By the way, when you get married in covenant, you're now married to the right person. Because covenant is what makes it right. You pick a good one, you live by the Word of God, and, oh, I should have married somebody else. Well, you just flush that thought for the garbage that it is, and then you live by covenant. Amen, Caleb. That's good preaching. Okay, so listen. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We are going to practice hearing from God. And everybody just breathe. So many of us will freak ourselves out. This is what's going to happen. God is not going to give you a word of condemnation for anyone. God's not going to give you a word of correction for anyone. God is going to give you a word of encouragement and edification. You're going to walk up to somebody, and the Holy Spirit's going to go, man, I'm so proud of Bill. Tell Bill that I love him, that I have good thoughts planned for him, that I have a purpose for his life, and the best is yet to come. Do you know why I can say that? Is because it's in the Bible. I can go right to Jeremiah 29 and go, man, God is crazy about you. He loves you. He's happy and he wants to bless. Can I just pray for you really quick? Bill's going to go, yeah, man, that's awesome. Now, here's the deal. You might get up there and go, hey, Bill, God's going to call you to Africa. 
Bill's going to go, I'm 81 and I'm not going back to Africa. I can't sit on a plane that long. And guess what's going to happen? Bill's going to give you grace. He's going to look at you and say, hey, I'm so proud of you. And he's not going to get bent out of shape if you missed it. This is a safe environment. You're in a healthy church. This is where you can step out one extra, one extra foot and go, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move my faith a little bit further today. I'm going to believe that God's going to speak through me and to me. Can we do that this morning? Can we just step out in faith and ask God to speak through us? You're a sheep. You hear his voice. God loves you and he wants to speak through you. You don't need a Bible college degree. You don't need to go to seminary. We don't need to get ourselves all whipped up with a bunch of emotion. We're just going to go, God, what do you want to say? He's going to give you just a whisper into your spirit. You're going to see a quick picture. You're going to have an idea and you're going to share it. And if it sounds totally funky, just, just camp on it and then share something safe like, I'm just hearing that God says he loves you. Okay? So everyone, if you would, stand up. If you're physically able, if you're not, just stay seated. But for the rest of us, stand up. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your voice is living and active. I thank you that you speak to us. So God, this morning, and if you guys would just join me in prayer, say, Holy Spirit, speak, your servants are listening. God, speak through me. Let me be an encouragement to somebody now. Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're not going to be weirdos. We're not going to be afraid. You're in a safe environment. Just start to look around. Find someone. Everyone find someone. As soon as you find someone, just say, hey, can I pray for you really quick? 25 seconds, 30 seconds. Share a word with somebody and then stand there and let them pray for you and share a word with you. Everybody find somebody. Ready, set, go.
I love what I'm seeing. This is so cool. If you guys will just look around, what you'll see is you'll see a whole bunch of people stepping out in faith and sharing the words of life with each other. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Hey, I want to let the cat out of the bag. I have really good news for you. You are not relegated to doing this to Sunday morning. If you have a cell phone, if you have fingers or the ability to talk, you can text, you can call, and you can speak life to somebody. Um, I've got a buddy. His name is Jesse. He's the best man in my wedding. And we were doing a conference together, and I had challenged the group to take 30 days and just step out in faith and try to encourage one person a day. He texted me for 27 days out of those 30 days. It was just an encouragement. And then he stopped, and I, like, freaking lost my mind. I was like, dude, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, what's the deal? I was like, you stop texting me an encouraging word every day. And he was like, yeah, I'm praying for somebody else now. I was so disappointed. I was like, come on, man. There were days when I felt like I couldn't hear clearly from God or I felt far away, and I'd get this text message from Jesse. It would just lift me. Be like, yeah, that's true. And he'd just text me a quick verse, and he'd be like, praying for you today. Love you. Proud of you. And I'm telling you, if, if you will just practice this, I mean, can we just try it for one, one week? I mean, that might even be too much. Maybe one day you go, hey, I'm going to text somebody. I'm just going to step out and say, hey, I was praying for you, and I thought God wanted to encourage you with this. You don't got to be weird. You don't have to be like, thus saith the Lord. Like, just be like, hey, man, I was praying for you. I'm telling you, it will change you. It will change them. It's the kingdom come. Amen. Jesus, we're so thankful that we're your sheep and we hear your voice. Thank you that you're the good shepherd that leads us into life, that you're leading us into greater relationship, that you're leading us into greater faith. God, thank you that we don't have to perform for you. We can just rest, we can rejoice, and we can repeat the things that you tell us. God, would you give us grace to to be happy, to be happy followers of Jesus with no weirdness attached. And we love you, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's stand together. Thank you, Caleb. That was a great job. Thank you for serving us today. Friends, I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Be kind to someone on your way out. Let that gracious spirit just keep flowing out of you. Where you go, we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a fantastic week. Thanks so much for being here.